0: Should be run? It's your boy, Zay, and we back with another podcast, Official Site Fashion, where we talk about fashion, financial literacy, and mindset. And you know, because on, on, uh, we're on with again. What's up, guys? It's your boy, Zay, with Official Site Fashion,
1: and we're tapping in with another episode. And today, we got a special guest, man, Mr. Marvin Francois, owner of Francois Capital. He's a credit specialist, man. And we're glad to have him on, man. How you doing today? I'm excited.
2: I'm turned <laughs> up. <laughs> Thank y'all for having me. Um, this, this is going to be fun, man. I'm, I'm super excited. Thank y'all for sharing your platform with me, man. I
1: appreciate it, man. Thank you for sharing your platform with us, man. Oh, He's yeah. growing, bro. 1900 <laughs> subscribers on YouTube, 5790 Instagram followers, man. This man gonna be a household name one day. Bro. Oh yeah, for sure, man. I'm, I'm saying it right now, man.
2: we we coming. We on our way. We we coming. We we, we, we you know we they, little baby numbers. We on our way. Know, we we you know we try baby to elevate. Coming.
1: Hey, small numbers add up, bro. Right, yeah, we
2: got it, we got it, you understand? But thank y'all once again, man, thank y'all.
1: Most definitely, bro, so credit, man, credit is like one of my favorite subjects. I just like talking finance in general, Mm -hmm. bro, because I'm a money guy, bro, I'm an accounting major, so we talk money all the time, right? So I started my credit journey, like growing up, no one ever discussed credit with me, right? Right. So the day I turned 18, I was on the phone getting a credit card. Mm. And, like, that's just something around me people didn't do, right? Yeah. And, like, I discovered credit by knowing I wanted to have money in my future. And I just studied the things wealthy people did. And I came across credit and I learned about it, right? Right. So, I wanted to ask you, bro, what was your introduction to credit? And, like, what was your perception of finances growing up?
2: Mm, okay. So, uh, for those of y'all who don't know, right, my last name is Francois. I actually come from a Haitian household, right? Now, in a Haitian household, where are y'all from? What's y'all nationality? If you don't bro, know
1: I'm that? actually a My dad is from Ghana, but my mother is oh. African-American. So I got I get the uh, the immigrant household thing as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, gonna... Zay, go ahead. Man, I'm
0: African-American, man. I'm, man. <laughs>
2: you just black, black. That's no,
0: it. Black, just... black. That's all, bro.
2: <laughs> I got you. So I come from a Haitian household, right? So money is not really... You know, and financial literacy is not really a big topic, you know, in a Haitian household. They just tell you, like, go to school, go to church, come home and save every dollar you can. That's it. And then just Mm -hmm. work till you die. Right. So my introduction to credit actually kind of I'm trying. It's kind of foggy off the top of my head. But basically, it was actually early last year, like early, early, late the year before that. Right. So my pops always talked to me about um, my pops always talked to me about credit but he never really gave me the steps on how to do it, right? So, you know, towards the end of last year, going into early, this previous year that just passed, COVID came around. I was already kind of doing my research into credit, but I have no credit cards, no nothing, right? So I was like, yeah, I gotta start building my credit, right? Didn't know anything about it. First thing I did was I had a homie of mine who had a really good credit score and uh, asked him to be an authorized user on his thing so I could, you know, finally start building my credit. He put me as an authorized user on this thing, and my first credit score ever was like a 689. It would have been higher,
1: oh,
2: but be his utilization long. was super duper high. We're gonna talk more about how that plays in the credit scores and things like that later. So I didn't know that when you get added on as an authorized user, someone even though that you know your score is high, it really don't mean nothing because you're borrowing somebody else's credit. Ooh, yes,
1: right. I right? Even so right. Most definitely.
2: Because of that, like, I after I got the score, I'm like, yo, I got the score, I'm good. Take me off the card, I'm out of flop. I'm applying for everything. I'm getting an Amex, I'm getting a chase. This this is hot. I'm thinking I'm good with just the score. And literally, I know that I have no credit history, no personal nothing. So he took me off and I applied for a bunch of different credit cards. Denied, 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 denied. denied. I'm like, and you know, I didn't know what was going on. So that was kind of my introduction to credit because I see the score thinking I'm like, you know, credit superstar, didn't get no credit cards. Now I had to go back and do the work, do the research to figure out, you know, credit and how it really works and things of that nature. And that was kind of what started my credit journey.
1: Most definitely, bro. Just, I love your story, bro. Like you said, growing up in like an immigrant household, it's education, education, education. Then you got to get a job and then Mm -hmm. you go to church and then you you work until you die, bro. You work until 60 and you get that 401k. But like growing up, my story was like, I literally had like a rich dad, poor dad situation. Now that I think about it, like my mom was like poor dad, where you you go, you graduate high school and you work until you die. Then like my dad was an immigrant from Ghana. He came here and he was an entrepreneur, and I see his success, right? Mm -hmm. And like you said, my dad taught to me about credit. Also, but like they never gave us the steps, right? Mm -hmm. Or like they never set us up the way you you could set your children up with credit by making them authorized users at a young age, right? So. I wanted to ask you, like, what makes up a good credit score from someone listening that has never heard of credit or only heard of it a little bit? Like, what are the components that makes up a good credit score?
2: That's a great question. So there's five things that make up a credit score. Right. So you have your payment history, which makes up thirty five percent of your credit score. Then you have your amounts owed, otherwise known as your credit card utilization, which makes up thirty percent of your credit score. Then you have your length of credit history. Now this is the third most important part of your credit report. Yes. But for me, I think it's one, I, I would probably make it the second most important. I'm gonna break everything down uh, afterward. Then from there you have um, uh, your credit mix, which makes up 10%, right? Like how diverse your credit report is. Yes. And after that you have your new credit, which makes up the other 10% of your credit report, right? So kind of breaking everything down from start, you have payment history. Payment history is the most important part of credit, right? I tell people this all the time. Your credit report is your financial resume, yeah. right? So whenever you go and apply for a car, apply for a house, apply. Some people don't even know when you go apply for certain jobs, they pull your credit.
1: Yeah, right? I didn't they, know that. You didn't know that, bro. Oh,
2: when well, you apply for certain jobs, they pull your credit.
1: They're like, you got bad credit, mm-hmm. <laughs> nah, work, you, yeah, you're not, not working. Not fucking with them. Yeah,
2: nah, it's not happening, Yo, bro. Imagine if they pulled your credit to work at McDonald's. I'd be that'd, that'd be a little bit different. That's kind of yeah, weird. yeah. <laughs> that'd be a little different. But no, some employers pull your credit. Right. So your credit is a fi- is is your financial resume because credit is based off the principle that somebody's going to lend you money. Right. Yes. So you're going to pay them back at a period of time or over a period of time. So payment history is the most important thing, because it's like if you're making late payments and other people are pulling your report and they see that, why would they want to lend you credit if they see you can't even properly manage your debt? with other people you understand what i'm saying yes
0: yeah, yeah, totally totally. definitely go ahead bro oh yeah so Dude. i had looked on your social media right and right. you made this post but this post was funny as hell bro you said if you still using your debit card in 2021 for okay. any purpose you right. childish and you need to go back to your mommy house <laughs> <laughs> all right man so man do you think like the reason why people still use their debit cards because they're scared of having a bad a bad like just credit score or like being like in debt
2: right so that's one of the common misconceptions about credit right credit right. is bad it's, it's it's debt it's not if you don't understand credit is an asset in the right hands but a liability in the wrong hands so Ooh. ultimately it's not about come on now come on you don't get yeah. it yeah. yeah. say it again for <laughs> say it again for listen us. credit is an asset in the right hands but a liability in the wrong hands Woo. So you understand, if you don't know how to properly use the tool, then of course it's gonna be viewed as a liability. Or if you're not properly educated on how to use the tool, of course it's gonna be a liability. Credit is easily one of the greatest financial tools in the history of this country towards leveraging yourself towards building and generating wealth. It's absolutely amazing, right? But that's in the right hands. In the wrong hands, it's debt, it's this, it's that. Why is that? I'm gonna tell you what it is. Because a lot of people go and they apply for credit cards willy nilly, and they use those credit cards to over leverage themselves by paying for things and buying things that were never going to buy. In the yeah, first place. they
1: can't afford it. Exactly, they couldn't
2: afford it now. But now they got this a thousand dollar, two thousand dollar card from Bank of America, and they, they going crazy.
1: I actually have a personal testimony, right? Uh oh. So, like I said, the day I turned eighteen, I was on the phone with Discover getting a credit card. Right. I was right right before I went to college, freshman in college. I got a little bit of money saved up, but you telling me you giving me seven hundred and fifty dollars that mm-hmm. I don't got to worry about paying back right now. 0% mm-hmm. APR. Mm-hmm. I'm touched down on college, man, I'm balling. You trying to oh. go to the mall. Yeah. Man, right. Uber on me. Right. You going crazy. Haircut every week. <laughs>
0: yeah. 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 Bro. honey right.
1: gets gone quick. We probably okay. three weeks in the semester. Three weeks gone. Mm-hmm. Man. But how I got my credit score to shoot up and I build like a, a credit profile over time yeah. is I accumulated that day really quick, right? But when we came home, I started working and paying it off. So like mm-hmm. every week I will put $200 towards my debt. And like my, uh, it's like my utilization is high up, right? Cause I got that one credit card and I'm using 750. So okay, like hundred percent utilization, but mm-hmm. as I'm paying it down, my score is going up and my score is going up. I'm able to qualify for more and more credit cards. So I went from, uh, I went, what's this? I got them right here. I set them out. I went from discover mm-hmm. the capital one the Capital One Venture or whatever, to Apple Card, to AmEx. So, like, just building that history and getting different type of loans and, like, primary accounts, Right. it allowed me to build, like, a complete profile, right? right. So I want you to talk about, like, the importance of building a complete profile, and mm-hmm. why having good credit as an adult is like such an advantage. Because like one thing I learned, if you have bad credit and you poor, you in a lose lose situation because mm-hmm. you already poor and you got to pay the most of everything. Mm-hmm. But if you got good credit, they don't mm-hmm. mind giving you giving you their money because like you said, it determines your lendability, it's your financial right. resume. Right. If they look at you on paper, be like, oh, he got this. He got this. Oh, we do, we can give him 10K because he's shown he can manage that amount of debt before. Right? right. So it's really about how much debt you can manage. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Because if you just have a one credit card, and you pay it off every month and it's a little two thousand dollar MS card mm-hmm. or two thousand dollar Discover card. You can't qualify for a hundred K loan if you need to go get it because you haven't shown you can handle that much debt. So yeah. let's talk about building a complete profile and why having a good credit score as an adult is so important.
2: I'm happy that you closed out that, closed that out the way that you did, because what you said basically is something I really try and get into people all the time, right? A lot of time people come to me, whether it be for credit repair or just credit counseling whatever it may be. and the first thing they say is I want a seven fifty credit score. I want an eight hundred credit score. How do I get to that number? I will, that magic number that we all know and want, right? But what's funny about it is if you get like if you get slapped on, uh, somebody else's uh, credit line, right? As an authorized user, like I did, your credit, you could easily get a 750, right? Yeah. But now, if I took that same credit profile with just that one piece of credit, that's not even mine. I'm piggybacking off of somebody else's. And I walk into the dealership talking about, yeah, I want the, the 2021 Hellcat SRT. <laughs> I'm not getting that car, right? And what I try and remind people, you kind of just touched on it, just to get a little bit more in depth in it. You have to focus less on your credit score and more on your credit profile, right? You can get, once you focus on building out your credit profile, the score going to come regardless. It's not the 750 and all this other stuff. It's not that hard to get. What's important, right, is a credit profile. So in terms of how to properly structure your profile to make you as credible as possible so you can go get that car, go get the house, go get the funding, right? You talked about that as well. Typically, it's advised that you have at least 10 positive accounts reporting, right? So that includes at least anywhere from at least to four four to five lines of revolving credits for just regular credit cards right and then from there the accounts can vary you can have different installment types of credit whether it be like personal loans uh auto loans real estate loans whatever it may be and then from there you need to make sure that your utilization is under 10 percent, but above one percent right yeah. everybody talks about this 30 percent number but if you're percent
1: club there you go
2: that's phenomenal keep it there right A lot of people are upset, think that they got to be 30%. 30% is cool, but having your credit utilization at around that 30% range doesn't hurt your score, but it doesn't help it either.
1: Yeah, I heard someone say it's like having a C in the class, like you passing, bro, but you average. Mm. There
2: you go. Perfectly explained, right? So that 20 to 30% range of utilization is just, it's like a C grade. If you want your utilization to be in a position position where it's actually boosting your score up, uh, under 10 over one, right? So that two to 9% range is really where you want to be where you want to be parked at. And one of the more important things as well, no more than two to three hard inquiries across all bureaus, right? So no creditor, no lender wants to see that you're thirsty for credit, right? The one thing I tell people all the time is that banks and lenders do not want to give credit to people who need it. And you look like you need credit if you got eight, 10, 20 inquiries. I've, I've seen people with like 60 inquiries on their credit report, right?
0: Because yeah.
2: you're 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 over here fishing for new credit all over the place and it. You become attractive now to these banks and these lenders.
0: Yeah, go ahead, man, bro. Because you said something that I was just about to ask. So last month, I wanted me an Apple credit card, right? So I got denied. I said, "What?" So you know, (laughs) we had checked it, and I was using ninety-four percent of the utilization. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, "Dang!" So I even went on your YouTube and Mm -hmm. looked on your videos, but but I mean, but um, because I still got like just denied. So Mm -hmm. my question for both of y'all is: So you gotta use thirty like just percent less really less than 30 percent, bro like way we way less because like
1: remember when you tried to uh, apply and i got approved like, yeah when i apply for a credit card now so now since i built out my uh profile because i subconsciously like build out my profile for me to have a good credit profile right. right so i got like i have five credit cards the revolving accounts right mm-hmm. and then i go to school i have a student loan but like it's very low but each time they get subtract so the student loan, it adds like an account to my credit, right? Oh so like it's building out accounts on my credit. So I have like that 10 plus revolving accounts or 10 plus accounts in my name. And I have a good payment history and I'm building like uh, the length of my credit history, but like I said, it's only like two years. Yeah. So I, I subconsciously build out a profile that gets me approved for certain cars, right? But like you said, if you're not aware of the things that make up a score or the things that make up a profile well, or If you like reverse engineer or think about what the bank wants to see, if you're aware of those things, it can make it 10 times easier for you. But if you're not, it can make it 10 times harder. Cause like I said, you just out here thinking you have a a good
0: score and the score is not everything. So how should people use credit cards? Should they use it for groceries, gas, or like what should they use it for like just necessarily?
2: I mean, it depends on the person, right? So the average person who's looking to build credit, you should only use your credit card for, for things that you are already going to buy. That's the safest way for you to maneuver using your credit, right? So if you were going to buy groceries, instead of you buying groceries on a debit card, why not you buy those groceries on your credit card? Hopefully that credit card is a good enough one to where you're getting reward points or cash back on that purchase. That way you're getting, literally getting, saving money for spending money you are already gonna spend and you could use your debit card or the cash that you were going to use to buy those things to pay down the credit card, wash, rinse, repeat it all over. I use my credit card for everything, for gas, groceries, my Netflix bill, everything, right? Because I was going to yeah. spend that money anyways. Most so I use my debit card to pay down it down and that's it.
0: But he reminds me of Stephen A. Smith, bro, because I was on your YouTube, <laughs> right? And I didn't know that you was a stand-up, man, like this comedian, yeah. bro. Man, your videos are funny, bro. I was like, I bro, this it. man was a stand-up, like this comedian. So, and then like I looked at the video when you said... Why did you quit comedy? So, for the people that's listening, so why did you quit comedy and transfer into financial literacy, man? So, I mean, it was
2: a it was an amalgamation of things, right? So, I mean, for starters, COVID came and kind of put a lot of things into perspective for me. Like, I love doing stand-up, it was it was an amazing time. I still keep in contact with a lot of my peers, but I was at a position like my dad is a little bit older, my mom is a little bit older. And I kind of just started looking at the writing on the wall. I was like, yo, this is fun and I could do this, but it's going to take me X amount of time to get where I need to get to, to provide for my family. Mm-hmm. Versus if I transition into this financial space, like I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm i am paper chasing, so to speak, but like at the end of the day, especially as, as a man, your number one priority is to be able to take care of the people around you, right? Yes. So financially, it was the best decision for me at the time and even now. But even beyond that, you know, comedy was fun. A lot of people who know of my comedic career swear up and down, I'm going to come back. Who knows? Life is crazy. <laughs> but for where I am right now, I'm not like my headspace is really just focusing on this credit space, man, because I've seen what it's done for me. Right. Even us, even like, bro, think about what's going on right now. You got three young black men on a podcast talking about credit. Yeah. Right. We know More than 90% of adults in America right now about credit yeah about the dialogue that's taking place right now this is absolutely incredible so me understanding and recognizing that you know that's why i was so excited to come on the platform because i understand the importance that this knowledge and this information holds so i decided to take my platform transition it into this space so i can literally educate people to put Mm -hmm. them in position to change their lives change their family lives and Mm -hmm. become a step closer to that to financial freedom so that's Mm -hmm. a big reason why
1: definitely bro and i wanted to touch on that like The power that comes from having these type of conversations, right? Right. Like, the more and more we have these conversations, and like, we know our our typical audience is someone from the age of 18 to 22, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, if you like ourselves and you grow up and you didn't have anyone explain credit to you, you never heard of it, or you're trying to reach the next level in life, like, listening to this can be paramount, right? Because I remember listening to him 500 for the first time, Mm -hmm. and and he telling me that, man, he taking vacations, he buying Gucci just with the the points off his MS card. What I, I, bro, I'm, bro, I'm about to give me an MS card. Oh. I You're need a right. gold one. Right. No, how, how many points you said I can get? I can travel for free? I You're can right. buy Gucci with my points? Like, mm-hmm. it was so many ways this man was explaining credit and like the advantages of it that's never discussed in our household. Like, I'm gonna tell you how much of a disconnect it is. Like, When I was growing up, when I was like around 16, 17, I would talk about credit with my mom. Mm -hmm. She was like, you just need to get you one little credit card because she had bad credit. You need to get you one little credit card with like $500 on it. Now that I get a credit card, $500 mom, they gave you that because they didn't trust you. Five hundred dollars. Yeah. If I get a credit card, I honestly I need like five k. I don't want nothing less than five k. <laughs> if I'm, I'm getting a credit card, right? Because I want I want that credit limit high. So when right. I do spend more, the utilization I hear because I got a large pool of credit I'm pulling from. Right. But like just the dialogue alone is so powerful because people, someone gonna listen to this who never heard of it, never heard right. of utilization, doesn't know what make up her credit score or like right. the advantages of it. Because like. If you have a good credit right now, you can go get a mortgage for damn near free money, a 2.5% rate. You if you got a good credit right now, you can go pull off the lot without putting no money down. If you got a good credit right now, you can Good you can, you can straight, bro.
0: If you got a good credit
1: right now, like if you want to go get an apartment, you can without a co-signer. Like I was just talking to one of my friends today. He was like, bro, I'm trying to get an apartment. I got money, but I can't qualify through the application because I don't got no credit
0: or damn. like, damn, damn. bro that shit tragic because like nobody ever discussed that. No. But like, my question is, is it a good thing for like a young person to get a secure credit card or like mm-hmm. a regular like this credit card? That, that's one of my favorite questions
2: ever. Yeah, I am not a proponent of getting secure credit cards. The reason why I'm not a proponent of getting secure credit cards is because I only believe in getting credit cards that reward you for spending with them. Okay. A secure credit card is, you know, once again, what most of us know when it comes to starting to build out credit, I have a secured credit card, unfortunately, but that's because I ain't yeah, know no.
0: Credit, me too. So. Yep. Right, right.
2: So there's nothing. if you have one, there's nothing wrong with it. However, yep. if you don't have one, I personally wouldn't advise to do it. There are ways around it to where you can start getting credit, right? So there's two things you can do. The first way is the way most of us know, have somebody that you know, right, that has good, great credit, low utilization, good amount of history, add you as an AU, an authorized user, have it, have it sit on there for a couple of days and go apply for your own credit card. Or a way that I'm actually advising a lot of my clients now, right, and a lot of different people I'm talking to, you can go sign up for a program called Self Lender. I tell, I tell this to everybody. It's very simple, right? For those who may be listening and watching, Self Lender is basically a certificate of deposit, right? So basically like a savings account where you put money into it, but it reports to your credit report as an installment loan. Yeah. Right. So that's huge because it's like you go put, you put $25 to the side every single month. Right. It's reporting to your credit as an installment loan. And after six months of it sitting on your credit report, you now have enough history to go apply for like a starter card. Right. Like an Apple, like a, some good starter cards you could apply for Apple credit card. Yeah. If you have Apple product uh discover it card right like you said that's a lot
1: of,
2: right a lot of 18 to 22 23 year olds probably watch this right now a lot of them don't even know uh, discover if you have like if you're in school and you got your access to your uh, your student email you can go apply for a discover it credit card if you if you, your credit is decent enough go apply for like a discover credit card start building your credit up right that's
1: what I then, tell my
2: friends right and then also another one the amex blue cash everyday so those are three starter cards that i recommend right and then, and then you you can be good from there
1: most definitely, bro. And I wanted to like to uh, anyone's listening. He just gave you the ways you can start. I've had this conversation. I have had friends be like, bro, go ahead and get you a credit card, but just call MX and apply. I'm not MX, but Discover. You're not gonna get that Amex if you're <laughs> right. trying to start. Right, call, call Discover and apply, bro. Just do it, bro. It's simple, like because I did it on my 18th birthday, and I just I was working at TJ Maxx at the time, making probably less than 15k a year, mm-hmm. and they gave me a credit card. But I tell people they like, man, I gotta go talk to my mom about it. Or let me think about it, like bro, if you listen to it, just do it. It's so advantageous to yep. take the steps right now. Okay. Because if you my age, if you 19 and you got a good credit, imagine what your credit gonna be when you're
0: 25. But man, oh. man I, but man, I think it is though, cause what? after just watching my dad work, 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 and then I found out on how much debt that I mean that I mean what that could, could that I could use in. Yeah. Take it off, <laughs> Yeah, so cause I I mean, cause I found out, bro, like my pops was like seventy thousand dollars in debt, bro. So me, I ain't had no credit card, and it was all off credit cards and loans, so I said, man, I don't even want to get no credit card, so, like, I was inferior to, like, the thought of, what if I be like him, or what if, like, I don't master this art of having a good, like, credit card, so, man, like, I think people just need to take the risk of getting a credit card and see that, man, you can't doubt yourself, or, like, the limit, or like the limitations of getting good credit. Like you said, it's like the negative uh connotation
1: things get through lack of knowledge through ignorance. Yeah, I got a prime example like I said I worked at TJ Maxx and I want to talk about two things, why store credit cards are bad and like how people get baited into like of applying for credit cards. Mm-hmm. So, I work at TJ Maxx. That was my second job. They got this thing called the TJX credit card, right? Probably wow. one of the worst credit cards you can ever get. Well, like 29% interest rate the incentive to apply for the credit card is 10% off your initial purchase, Mm -hmm. like some other BS incentives, right? Yeah. So people will really apply to save 10% off $80, $8. And like, they be like, man, I got bad credit anyway. Why not do it? Like, if you have bad credit and you can't get approved for a TJS card, you know, you shouldn't be applying for credit (laughs) card.
2: That's a fact, (laughs) that's a fact.
1: But you just stacking up inquiries at that point. Yeah. But like, most people, they don't care or they like, they don't know. Like I was having a conversation with my dad, he worked in the banking industry, like mm-hmm. in his early career. And he was like, people would come in and they don't even know how much money they make. Oh. Or they don't even know their credit score because they don't check it. I Man, I look at my credit score every week, I'm gonna experience.
2: I check mine three times a day, just to- Exactly. W- never know. Experian, what's my
0: transunion? What's- What's my Equifax? Oh man, question. So what type of platform should we use to check our credit? Now, some people say Credit Karma is the worst.
1: Yes, And it is. then some
0: people say the, what? Experian. Uh, yeah, cause like the Experian is the best. So which type of platform do you like just recommend that we should use to check our credit, man?
2: Okay, so yeah. I'll say this, right? The two most popular platforms are the ones that you guys just mentioned. You use Experian website to check your Experian report and you can use your Credit Karma to check your TransUnion and Equifax. Now, the reason why a lot of people a lot of people have Credit Karma, but at the same time, a lot of people are wishy-washy about Credit Karma is because of the yes. score, right? A lot of people don't notice because they don't really find print. But the reason why Credit Karma is, is, up, is so we'll say one thing and then Experian will say another is because both platforms use two completely different scoring systems, right? Credit Karma uses a Vantage scoring system, which is a much more loose and lenient scoring system, right? Compared to the, if you go on an Experian website, they're going to show you your FICO score, two completely different scoring systems. It is. But now, if you're if you're just starting to get into credit and you want to get an idea of what your credit report looked like, there's several ways you can do the Experian credit Karma route. If you want a more accurate breakdown of your credit, there's a website called Identity IQ, right? Identityiq.com. You can sign up for a free free trial and pull your credit report. You'll be able to see it there, right? And it's it's not only will they give you a credit report, but it's a credit monitoring service. So as things are getting updated on your report, it'll show on Identity IQ. So th- those are the two best ways
1: oh yeah i actually want to discuss this right because i just uh school Zay on this most people don't know the difference between a due date and a statement date. like mm-hmm. that's a major gem right there <laughs> due date and statement date, right,
2: right? you get
1: me so i want you to educate them on the difference between due date and statement date
2: got you let's do it so very important very very i can't stress this enough very very no, i can't stress this enough <laughs> A due date, right, is the date in which, it's very straightforward, the date in which your payment is due for the credit card, right? So every billing cycle, you get a due date, right, that you have to make sure you pay it on time so that you don't get that late mark on your credit report. However, the statement date is just as important. Why is that? Because the statement date is the date where within that billing cycle, that creditor is going to report whatever your balance is to the credit bureaus. Now, a lot of people may hear that and be like, well, why does that matter? I'm going to tell you why that matters. Because it remember, it's important for your utilization to stay in that two to nine percent range. So it's if you let's say you was running it up on your credit card, right? I, like I max out my cards all the time, but it's fine. Why? Because I know what my statement date is. So that, let's say my my card has a thousand dollar limit, and I spent, I have a nine hundred fifty dollar balance. Today's the twelfth. My statement date is on the fifteenth, right? If I paid that balance down by the the 13th or the 14th, come the 15th, whatever the balance is, after I paid it down, let's say I paid it down to like $100, that's what's gonna report to the credit bureaus. Not the $950 balance I had a couple of days ago, but the balance that's present the day of the statement date. So it's extremely important for everybody to figure out what their statement date is on their credit cards to make sure that they know how to properly manipulate and play around with their credit utilization so that their score doesn't drop. And if you don't know what your statement date is, it's very simple. You could just call into all your credit card companies and ask them, what's your statement date? And they'll tell you. And also before y'all respond to that, another fun fact that I actually just learned the other day, you can call into your credit card companies and ask them to change your due date. A lot of people don't know that. You can do that. You can call into your credit card company. I did not know that. And ask them to change your due date. The reason why that's important is because most credit, like, i have an apple credit card app my, the way my apple credit card is set up is that my due date is after my statement date which is annoying because most credit cards usually have the due date before the statement date okay right So that way, if your statement date is afterwards, you know that around the same time you pay for your due date, you you might as well just pay your balance down to what it is a statement date, right? But because Apple has their statement date before the due date, a lot of times I might forget, I'm going to always remember my due date. Sometimes I may forget my statement date. Then what happens is the statement date passed. I may make my payment on time. Yeah, I'm in good standing, but my utilization is ridiculously high. Boom, now my score drops. So you could call in to your credit card company and change your state, your due date to always make sure that it falls behind your statement date. That way you kill two birds with one stone. You're never late and you make sure your utilization is always below 10 over one to I- optimize the report, the results you get on your credit score.
1: Most definitely. Major Jims, if you're listening, oh, take man. notes, man, take notes, statement date, due date, right. man. It's yeah. like, I got two more points I want to touch on for this two. part one. This is a two-part series. This two is ones. the First part. Yeah. So I want to discuss on how can people qualify for high limits? Say like they started their credit journey, they got a decent score, and they built it, and they want to start getting those high limit cards because maybe they want to start a business. They want to leverage their credit to make more money. Like, say, where I'm at, I don't want nothing less than 5K because I want to leverage it to make more money. So mm-hmm. how can you start to qualify for those higher limit credit cards?
2: Well, that's, I want to say that's tricky, but I mean, you kind of have to build yourself up to it, right? So yes. um, one big thing I did was when I start when I started building my credit, there was a, you could apply for certain primary trade lines, right? Mm. So a primary trade line is basically a trade line that report. It's not, it's not a line of credit that you can use, but it yes. reports to your credit report as if it's yours. So I don't know if you guys ever heard of uh My Jewelers Club. That was a very, very oh, yeah, popular
1: one. Yeah, I heard about that. Bandman Kevo. I, yeah. I listened so, to it. And he preached primaries and right. trade lines. And right. that's one of the main ones, My Jewelers Club. Go ahead. Yeah, My Jewelers
2: Club. Unfortunately, now they kind of start, they, they don't report to uh, TransUnion or Equifax anymore. So I don't really promote them as much. But once upon a time, when they did report to all three credit bureaus, right? You, had, you could go on MyJewelersClub.com, buy a watch for like $50, and they would give you a line of credit for $5,000. Right, That would report as primarily yours. Now, why is that huge? You're talking about getting larger lines of credit. Other creditors are only going to give you larger lines of credit if they see what? That you are already dealing with large lines of credit. My Jewelers Club gave you a large line of credit. Not only did they give it to you, it's reporting as if it's primarily yours. So if I go for a credit card, and that creditor pulls my report, and they see a revolving line of credit for five thousand dollars. They're like, okay, if you can handle five thousand. I may not give him five thousand. Let me give him three thousand. Let me give him four thousand. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they see it and like, okay, you got five thousand. You know, let me let me let me give him let me give him a little six thousand, seven thousand, whatever it may be. Right? I don't really know of any other primary trade lines that you use. But one thing you could do is look to optimize and raise the score, uh, the the limit on the credit cards that you already have. Y'all probably already noticed, but. They say that every six months, right, is when you call in to ask for a credit increase or whatever it is on certain credit, credit, credit cards that you have.
1: Yeah. A
2: way that you can kind of speed it up, which is something I actually just did recently, with every for within the first three months of you having a card or every three months that you have a card, max it out and then pay it back down, right? If you can. Right, if you can max it out and then pay it back down. Right, once you max it out, pay it back down a couple of times within those first three months you have in it, you call in, right, and be like, "Hey, how you doing? Uh, uh let me think of a card. I'm gonna use Apple because I just did it with Apple. Hey, right. Apple, how you doing? They're like, "Hey, what's going on?". I'm like, "Hey, I don't know if y'all been paying attention, but I've been maxing this card. I was like, "Yeah, we, we see that. We see this going on. I'm like, "Okay, cool. I would like to get an increase. How much would you like, Mr. Francois? I would like double. Right, six thousand. Like, well, we can't give you six thousand, but we can give you fifty-five hundred. Would that work? Absolutely. And a boom, click watch, French repeat, and another three months from now, and then another three months from yeah. now, and then three mm. months from now. So instead of me having to do, uh, get a, a limit increase twice a year, right, every six months, I did it four times in one year every three months because I was yeah. able to max it out, bring it back down. So that's well, one way.
1: Most definitely, bro, and like that's such a, a gem right there because, you know, you hop on Instagram, you see people with the money phones and all this. Yeah. But like, <laughs> if I'm walking around with 500,000 on my MS card like that, man. That right. Trump show money phone, and it's OPM, it's not my money. I, if I spend this money, I'm getting incentivized to spend it. I'm getting points, right. I'm getting travel points. I can spend it, and like, let me, I'm gonna re- re- reiterate this. If you use cash, bro, you are so old school, bro. Like, oh, you still so using old. cash, bro, it's like, it's not in the 1960s anymore, bro. Like, you gotta get rid of it, bro. It, it's, inflation is real out here, bro. It oh is. no, very real,
2: <laughs> very, very, very real. Very real. Cash is trash, I don't want that.
1: I'm trying to tell you guys, bro. So, guys, get your credit up, man. Tap in with this guy. And I also want to talk this, Francois Capital, man. Yeah, You were just talking about trade lines. I went on your website. I see you had, like, a list of trade lines, bro. This is Mm -hmm. something I might be interested in just to add one to my credit. But let's Mm -hmm. talk Francois Capital, bro. What type of services do you offer there at Francois Capital, bro?
2: Right. So, Francois Capital, for those who are watching this and may not know, is my credit repair company that I've owned and operated for quite some time now. Basically, here at Francois Capital, we're primarily a credit repair company. So we help people who have bad credit or who are looking to get their credit fixed, get, get their credit, credit fixed, right? So we offer credit repair for any and everybody, whether you have bankruptcies, charge offs, student loans, medical bills you wanna get off, evictions you wanna get off, a lot of crazy things that get on credit reports and we work to remove them all, right? So that's one service that we offer. Uh, you just talked about another service that we offer, which is trade lines, right? A lot of times people are looking, don't wanna get a secure card, they wanna hop off somebody, hop on somebody else's credit so that they can piggyback off that to get their own lines. At Francois Capital, we offer over 1400 trade lines that are accessible and available to any and everybody that comes to our website. And another service that we offer, we haven't really publicized it much as of yet, but we're gonna I'm gonna start promoting it more is actually business funding. A lot of times people want business funding, but they don't know where to go or how to do or the proper steps. I have an entire team in place. That not only provides business funding, but if you're not in position to get it, we give you the step-by-step blueprint on what you need to do so that even if you can't get it now, you can circle back to us in three months, four months, six months. Yeah, you a bag. You understand what I'm saying? So that's what that's what we got going
1: on right now. Oh, yeah. Part two, part two, business. <laughs> business oh no, that's gonna be fun. Yeah. That's gonna be very, very yeah, definitely. fun. Definitely, and we're gonna be tapping in because we just got our LLC recently, too. Oh, let's go. Yeah, we're oh, yeah, working on business credit, this is the next move, bro. We're talking about high credit limits. That's how you really get to it, business credit, yeah. guys.
0: Yeah, sir. So, did you have anything else you wanted to yeah, talk man, about? Because I wanted to backtrack. So my mentor always told me it's so important to have money left on your credit card, not to pay That's it full. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: you never want to. You know, ne- you always want because remember the point of credit is to show that you know how to manage your debt. Okay. So it doesn't hurt to pay it off, but you don't want to do that every single month. Like I said, you always want to carry a little bit of a balance. Remember like, that that two to nine percent range. So that other, when it comes time for you to apply to other creditors and lenders, they, they see that you know how to manage. Like, for example, there are some people that are so scared of credit, they get a credit card and it's like they spend a dollar on it, they pay it down right away. Ooh, and you, man. and you, I get that, I understand that. But now when it comes time for a lender to pull your report, if they see that you have a 0% credit utilization, they're going to be like, I don't want to give this guy money. I He's not showing me or she's not showing me that she knows how to deal with other people's money. So I don't let you borrow mine. You understand? Credit, credit is a, a weird game in that way. So... It doesn't hurt, you know. There may be certain months here or there where you pay a balance down, and that's fine. But generally speaking, like I said, you always want to keep it in that two to nine percent range. You don't you don't want to pay it all the way down.
1: Okay. Okay. Yes, sir. And like this is my last thing. It just came to mind while you were saying that. Can we talk about like the different credit agencies that like the different things report to like the Lexis, Nexus, the Mm -hmm. others. I've seen you just recently did a video on this and I heard him 500 talk about it. So like within repairing someone's credit, like you said, they -hmm. might have like charge offs from a credit card of Mm -hmm. debts that might've went delinquent or they have events but like those type of things report to different agencies. Right. Like, uh, also, when I was discussing with my dad, I said we had a conversation about the things people don't know. Like, it's really easy for things to get reported to your credit. Right. Because we're then working at a bank like these credit agencies, they don't need like your social security number or like, your exact address. They have like qualifying specifications, right? Mm-hmm. So like, if somebody has to get my same name, Zion Asunda, which that's a pretty unique name, but if somebody has the name Zion Asunda and then it say it's off by one letter, but they live in the same state or they got the same area code on their phone number, they might accumulate some type of debt and someone can put it on my credit record, oh, yeah, report because like, like they have those same qualifications. It's like right. the same address, the same state they live in the same of name. So like, save you a junior. And like, I heard this example, like this dude went to apply for a credit card and he got denied. He was like, how bro, I never even used credit before. But right. he was a junior and his dad had like hella That's bad shit on the credit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But let's talk about like the credit agencies and like how things get reported and the importance of knowing like what reports to which agency.
2: Right, so everybody knows about Experian, TransUnion and Equifax, right? Those are kind of like the Uh, big dogs, so to speak, they're the more popular ones, but you know, you touched on it. A lot of people don't know about LexisNexis, SageStream. Well, I'm gonna say I'm slow. So everyone got LexisNexis, SageStream, ARS, Innovis, and CoreLogic, right? Those are the secondary credit reporting agencies. So the way that those operate are, there are certain things within your credit report that get verified um, and uh, verified and made, determined as accurate or not by those secondary agencies. So, for example, I think with Core Logic they verify like criminal records and, and things of that nature. AR, and then there are other bureaus that verify like of those. I forget which ones in particular. I'm bugging out, but there are some one of those agencies that verify like foreclosures and like criminal records. Other ones that verify like evictions and you know medical bills and things of that nature. Each of them kind of tackle their own different um uh items on a credit report so the reason why it's so key in knowing these secondary agencies and i made a a youtube video about this before if you let's say you don't want to hire my company to fix your credit right and you got some items on your credit report that you want to get off and i know y'all follow him 500 he's talked about this a lot too one great thing that you could do when you're fixing your credit is to freeze those secondary agencies before you attack certain items on your credit report why Because a lot of people, even though they know about Experian, TransUnion Equifax, what they don't know is that whenever you dispute an item with these bureaus, they look to the secondary agencies that we just talked about, LexisNexis, SageStream, ARS, Innovis, CoreLogic, to verify those negative items on your report and keep them on. So now, when you freeze those secondaries and you're disputing items on your credit report, it it increases the efficiency of your ability to get those items off, the charge-offs, the collections, the student loans, the, the, the bankruptcy, whatever it may be. Right, so that's why it's so so important to know about those secondaries if you're in the process of um trying to fix your credit.
1: Most definitely, bro, mm-hmm. and that's really all I got so far <laughs> for this part one, bro. We covered a
0: lot of points so far. So you got anything else for him? Man, that's it, man. Cause I'm glad that you're on here, man. And I'm, I'm excited. I mean, because I love his energy, bro. Cause he had me excited, because he had me like just stumbling like "Yo, my word. I'm like, I'm, Oh I'm man, excited, I, man. I, love, <laughs> I love, I love, I love. Getting with
2: people and just empowering and educating, bro. Like, once again, what we're doing here is huge, bro. Like, imagine if you had, uh, how old are y'all? I'm 23. How old are y'all?
1: I'm 19, bro. 21.
2: Bro, like, imagine when you was 17, 18, you saw somebody else on, a, like, three black guys on a podcast around your same age talking like this. If I knew about what I knew about credit now when I was 18, <laughs> 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 bro, me and Bezos would be on the yacht right now. Like bro, you understand? Yeah. It's different. So I'm not mad, I'm not upset about it, but now like you and I, like you and, and both of y'all know, it's, it, it's it's important for us to use what we have and put it to the people that's coming up after us, right? Even, yeah. even though we're as young as we are, not even the people that's after us, the people that's, that's older than us, because I know people that's 50 that don't know nothing about credit. Most
1: definitely, All you right? know, that line you just said, if I knew what I knew when I was 17, when I be talking to people like in my job, the old right. heads, like if I knew what I knew when I was yep. your age, yeah, I'd be a millionaire. Yeah, <laughs> you know I've mean, heard
2: that it's facts, bro. Like it's, if it's I knew the what
1: information, I knew, about. like the power, like the power within the information. information, and shameless plug, go listen to our podcast, The Uh. The utility of passing on knowledge. Passing on knowledge. Y'all got to tap Mm -hmm. into that one, bro. Passing on That's that's our uh, whole goal with this podcast is to pass on knowledge, give insight to things that people might not know about. I mean, because you're saving lives, man. Most definitely, you are saving lives. And like, you're an entrepreneur as well, bro. And we give an insight. So somebody growing up, they might want to be a credit specialist as well to help empower
0: people around them or help empower their community. And the thing is, bro, his business is essential. It's necessary, yeah. bro. I, I mean, bro, cause that's so important. So net, I mean, so if we have a global light warming, you are already in business. So you making your dollars. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? You I'm know right. what I'm saying? Come yeah. Hey. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. If, the
0: glo- if the global
1: warming Fine. hit, mm-hmm. they still gonna want their money, bro. Yeah. Hey. Come
2: on now. We out here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir.
0: Yeah, bro.
1: So that's that's all we got for this podcast, bro. We gonna we want you to plug yourself. Go ahead and plug yourself. Your Instagram, YouTube, your Francois mm-hmm. Capital, everything.
2: Got you. So you can follow me on Instagram at Marvin Francois underscore Francois F R A N C O I S underscore. You can follow me on Facebook, Marvin Francois. YouTube, right? That's why I'm giving most of my game uh, at uh, Marvin Francois. Twitter at I think it's Marvin Francois underscore. Uh, for more, I'm super excited for episode two. Um, I guess the only other thing I would say cl- oh, and if you want to get your credit repaired, FrancoisCapital.com, or you can just DM me and then or, or head over to my Instagram, click the link in my bio. If you want uh, credit repair, trade lines, looking for business funding, just credit consultations in general. But I'm gonna say this in closing because y'all was talking about information. I don't know if y'all know who Neo Davis is, Nehemiah yeah, Davis. Bro.
1: Yeah, I'm familiar.
2: I remember Neo dropped a bar, and I'm gonna put it on this podcast too because, like I said, I know we got a lot of young young listeners young people listening if there there was a line that used to say information changes situations but neo took it a step further he was like listen information changes situations but now without implementation Mm. you understand yeah you have you could be the i know i'm pretty sure y'all know people with like god level talent that know brainiacs and people that are extremely intelligent that never acted on it Right. So we giving out whether it's me or whether it's these two gentlemen here giving out all this game It's up to you now to take it and run with it. Like there was somebody that while I was talking to everything I was talking, it was writing notes, self lender this, secure card, that. that's how it's supposed to be, because that's how I started. That's how they started. Right. And for you to take just one nugget of information and run with it could be the difference in your tomorrow. So information is great, but don't sit on it. You understand? Don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't be afraid to take notes. Don't be afraid to take whatever gems you get and Google it so you can get to that next level and get to the next step. Because in part two, when we start talking about business funding, if this ain't get you excited about credit, business, the business side of it,
1: <laughs> it's over. <laughs> over. It's, it's over. Dude. That's all I got to say, with man. Bro, so if you're listening, bro, take these gems and run with it. You can run literally change your life with oh, it. It's yeah. powerful I'm information. I'm going to go ahead
0: and bring back the other caption. Look, Passing mm-hmm. along information doesn't make you wise. Mm-hmm. Passing along because inf- information saves lives.
2: Come on now. Talk you to know, them.
0: So it could save somebody life. Come on now. And let the yeah, church amen. say. Come <laughs> on now.
1: Amen. 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 Uh,
0: amen, bro. So that's all we got,
1: man. Thank you, Official Side Fashion. And if you guys don't remember, we got a giveaway going on for oh, this month. Yeah. It ends in May. It ends in May. So be sure to uh, screenshot your favorite episode and post it to your Instagram feed or Facebook feed and tag us in it or you can leave us a five-star review on apple podcast or what's the last one bro uh
0: subscribe your email yeah subscribe your email to our new email marketing campaign man. and make sure you tag us too because if you don't tag us then we won't know so make sure you tag us for sure
1: most definitely and peace and blessings to everybody that listening thank you
0: again marvin thank you brother part
1: two on the way let's do it bro appreciate
0: it peace Pitch me round, me round, fix me me
1: What's up guys, it's your boy Zion with Official Site Fashion, and I'm tapping in to let you guys know we have a giveaway coming up for the month of May. You want to learn how to enter? All you have to do is these two things. First, leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and subscribe to Official Site Fashion on whatever listening platform you're listening on. Secondly, we just want you guys to screenshot your favorite episode that we've made so far and post it on your Instagram or Facebook feed and tag us in it, and then you automatically enter to win that $150. Peace, family.